0: Critical race theory is one of the most talked about subjects in America right now, but we rarely hear about it from a black mother's perspective. Today I'm going to break down the history of CRT, what it is, and how it's infiltrating your child's education. Then I'll talk to conservative commentator and mother, Shamika Michelle, about exactly why CRT is so damaging to kids and just how deep its roots are in the public education system. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. So today, you know, in in just like today, just like all the past couple of weeks, the past couple of months, it seems like all we are talking about it seems like all of america is talking about critical race theory this is the statement this is what is on everyone's tongues right now it is on the right it is on the left it is um in in these viral school board moments that keep on happening every single day so critical race theory is something that everyone is talking about but what exactly is critical race theory so nobody really seems to know, right? People seem to be defining it and, and redefining it in whichever way they see fit. Um, So now what it is is being obfuscated and changed virtually every single day. So I'm going to tell you what... Um, my understanding of critical race theory is, and I really want to talk a little bit about this. So, um, I do, you know, news hits a lot. So I do, you know, Fox news, you know, uh, Fox and friends. I, I've done Tucker, like I've done it all. Right. So a couple of weeks ago, I think it was about a month ago. Um, uh, my good friend, Pete Hegseth was, was, uh, guest hosting Fox news primetime. They have some uh, revolving, rotating guests for that. And he wanted me to come on as a military member. I'm, I'm a military veteran as well. Uh, served five years in the U.S. Army, uh, deployed to the Middle East, deployed to Kuwait, deployed to Iraq, did the whole thing. And he wanted to have me on as a veteran, and he wanted to talk about sort of like this push for critical race theory um, in terms of what they are actually pushing on our soldiers nowadays, because now they get um, they they get reading assigned to them from Ibram X. Kendi, who's the guy that wrote How to Be an anti race Right, that's critical race theory. So all of this stuff was sort of infiltrating the military, and that was part of the conversation. So I said, okay. Before I do this segment, let me find out and let me just really dig into what critical race theory really is. OK, and, and so this is what I found, and this is the way that I've been able to define what critical race theory is for myself. So uh, way back in the day, so this is something that started off in New York University back in the 70s, and this was a legal thing. And so this was where legal scholars were actually trying to figure out um, the ways in which some actual policies in America, in this country, were, were racist, were um, detrimental to the rights of African Americans specifically, but also, you know, other other minorities. And and so that... Was where it started from, and that actually led the, led the way to a lot of different reforms that we've seen. These are things that all Americans that I that I think um, would agree are great. These led to things like criminal justice reforms. This led to things like um, the the stopping of redlining. You know, there were there was rules where um, African Americans weren't allowed to buy houses in certain neighborhoods, segregation, like all of that other stuff. Um, and, and so this was what critical race theory is all about. So we have to be very clear that a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now is not necessarily critical race theory from a legal perspective, right? Because critical race theory from a legal perspective is something that started off in the 70s and all that stuff. It's no longer really needed. So when we talk about critical race theory right now, um, this is basically um, when the left takes a hold of something, right? Um, we've seen leftism take over pretty much every single, um, every single cause, That was supposed to advocate for different groups we've seen leftism take over the feminist movement we've seen leftism completely take over um the the movement for for gays and rights uh gays and uh lesbian rights in america which has become something completely crazy and not what anybody you know was 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 thinking about right uh and so what we're seeing right now is leftism completely taking over what that used to be in the past so now the critical race theory that we're seeing now is basically doing nothing but teaching. And when I say teaching, because this stuff is happening in schools now, this is teaching um, white kids that they are oppressors and that they should hate themselves for being white. And it is teaching black kids that they are nothing more than victims of in this world victims of racism victims of white people victims of america right and so what this all boils down to and the point and the reason behind all of this stuff is to make african americans in this country feel that this country is fundamentally racist that this country has nothing for them. And, and I'm African-American, too, by the way. If you guys didn't know uh, that about me, I'm a black man. So I'm speaking through I'm speaking about all of this stuff through um, I know what the left wants to do to African-Americans. I came out as conservative as a conservative black man um, a couple of years back because the light had just shown on my face that the switch was flipped. And now I got it. Um, that was my red pill moment when I saw um how Democrats and the left want to control me um just because I'm African American and and they they feel entitled to my votes. But they don't feel like they have to do anything for that vote. They just have to convince me that I am a victim of racism and that I, there's nothing that I can do for myself to better myself in this country because America is so fundamentally racist. And that is what critical race theory is right now. So where it started off, as legal scholars really wanted to see if there was any real racism embedded into the actual laws, um, and actual laws that said that black people could buy, buy houses in this property or all of that stuff. Um, and they figured that out, but now this is becoming something else. And what this is becoming, um, is a far left ideology that they have taken a hold of this because, like I said, they need black Americans to believe that America is a fundamentally, systematically racist country that only voting for Democrats and only continuing to vote for Democrats can save them from. So that is where critical race theory is right now. And so there is a movement on the left to sort of conflate um, critical race theory with the teaching of African American history. And they will say that um, conservatives and Republicans that are against critical race theory do not want the uh, America's history of slavery to be taught in schools. That is absolutely false. What proponents of critical race theory want is to divide America, right? They want to divide black people and white people because the left's overall goal is to slice and dice. They think that if they can divide people and if they can slice and dice them into these groups, these groups, these groups, they get smaller and smaller every single day. Um, they think that they can have a, a sort of Frankenstein coalition that will continue to help them win elections. And now that we're seeing right now, what we are seeing is this. We are seeing that these groups are infighting with the other, and this is a lot of, of what you're seeing with a lot of this critical race theory. So critical race theory, as it is being taught in these schools, basically says that, says that America is fundamentally, systematically racist, and only Democrats can save Black Americans from this awful, racist, horrible, oppressive um, America. But what's going on right now, and what I I find totally fascinating, is that Americans are are standing up against this. And this is not just um white conservative Americans. This is black Americans and it's not even just black conservative Americans. These are black liberals, okay? Um some of these people. And I want you to listen to this is a clip uh that is going viral of uh this is a black father basically blasting uh, this critical race theory that's in the schools and he is blasting it because it is based on this idea that we have to make African-Americans in this country feel like they are oppressed victims at all times. Go ahead and uh, play clip 18.
1: When you talk about critical race theory, which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other. How to dislike each other? That's pretty much. What it's to, that's pretty much I don't care say. It's pretty much what it's going to all come down to. You're going to deliberately teach kids this white kid right here got it better than you because he white. You're going to purposely tell a white kid, oh, the black people are all down and suppressed. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? How do I get? First of all, stand up. We only got five minutes now. How, Two medical degrees, no mom, no dad in the house, worked my way through college, sat there and hustled my butt off to get through college. You gonna tell me somebody that looked like all y'all white folks kept me from doing that? Are you serious? Not one white person ever came to me and well, son, you're never going to be able to get nowhere because you know the black people. But guess what? What's sickening about this whole thing is what y'all doing right now is already something I do in my community right now to speak out against it. Because black folks are getting told by other black folks, oh, you know you ain't going to be able to do nothing out there in the world because them white folks ain't going to let you get no." Oh, you know you're not going to be able to do it because you know white, the, the white man, the white man going to keep you down. Well, how did I get where I am right now if some white man kept me down? How am I now directing over folks that look just like you guys in this room right now? How? What, what, what kept me down? What oppressed me? I work for myself from off the streets to where I am right now. you going to sit there and tell me this lie of critical race theory? Of this, this this the reason why black folks can't get ahead because of white folks? Are you kidding me? This is what we come to now. I can't believe we even talking about this right now.
0: And so this is brilliant. This is brilliant because this man is pretty much breaking down all of the stuff, all of the crap, all of the filth um, that critical race theory is, and all of the the stuff that that it is, you know, purporting to "quote unquote" teach African Americans. And it was really interesting to me. So this is a clip. This clip went totally viral, and I'm talking about millions of views on social media. And so when when this stuff happens, I'm always asking myself: So how is the Black left responding to this? Right. So this man in this clip, you know, he talked about uh, having having two medical degrees, and I remember. There is one of these far left, uh, black liberals that, that I follow. And, you know, they're, you know, they're the PhDs and, and they write for this website. These people have never actually really done anything. They're just, they're just academics and pseudo intellectuals that tweet, um, and, and write articles that nobody listens to all day. And then they write their books and then they talk and, you know, this is what they do. And so one of these guys, I think he was a writer for the GRIO and he said, um, Well, yeah, these two medical degrees, like he's not a doctor. He's probably just like a licensed EMT or something like that, because no real doctor would talk about that. And that speaks to the elitism that comes from this sort of black liberal chattering class when they talk about stuff like this. So they can't really break down anything that he's saying because they know that what he's saying is absolutely true. They know that critical race theory is nothing uh, about nothing else uh, more than making black people feel like they're victims because the black people feel victimized and they feel like they cannot make it in this country, they will vote for Democrats. They will vote for big government welfare state Democrats. That is what they do. And so that is the entire point behind this. And I'm going to tell you, they're lackeys in the media, right? So these big government... corporate like welfare from cradle to grave these big government liberals know that the only thing that they need to do is they need to disseminate their message through these lackeys in the media who have bought into this full hook line and sinker up next i'm going to be talking with conservative commentator and mama bear shamika michelle about how she discovered crt in her kids schooling and what she thinks about its effects on our young people All right, Problematics, uh, we are back. I told you I was going to have a special guest for you today. So we spent a lot of the uh, earlier segment talking about, you know, just kind of the origins of critical race theory. But I wanted to bring somebody in who can speak to this from a black mother's perspective. Her name is Shamika Michelle. I've known her uh, throughout this uh, conservative movement for the past couple of years. She had a clip on Bongino a couple of weeks ago that went totally viral. And I'd never heard – critical race theory talked about from a black mother's perspective. So we're going to get into that and a lot more. Thank you so much for joining the uh, problematic Shamika.
2: Thank you for having me Rob. Absolutely.
0: So first, so I want to ask you, and we can just, you know, have a, a free flowing conversation, all that. So how do you specifically define critical race theory?
2: I specifically define it as something that Uh, teaches black kids that they're oppressed and teaches white kids that they are privileged. I don't know the technical term, and I see a lot of arguments going on about that, which is why I just kind of said, you know, I have a friend who is an attorney who's been to law school that would say, well, technically it's not critical race theory, right? So I'm fine with that. But what I'm not fine with is the content. And so that's why I don't really get into the argument of how we define it because for me, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever you give the definition as, what matters to me is what's being taught to children.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And so, you know, in the last segment I talked about, because I think I was going to, I was on some some leftist platform a couple, of, a couple of months back, and I was like, really wanted to drill into exactly what this is. So critical race theory started as sort of like this legal exploration of um, the sort of disparities um, that were built into our system between African-Americans and other people, right? Um, and so what it, it has become, it is is kind of... Um, been perverted by the left into and it sort of bastardized a little bit and just became this stuff, just like you said, um, teaches black kids that they're victims um, and white kids that they're oppressors. And now this is getting into the education system. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. But um, when did you first become aware of, of this new thing?
2: So I heard people talking about it all um, for maybe at least a year. Right. And so I never really paid attention until my kids were home during the pandemic. And I heard just a lot of talk even before the election, just a lot of um, talk against Trump, talk against white people, talk against Republicans. They were taking quizzes to see whether or not how your family votes. And I just kind of thought, what exactly does this have to do with school? So I just started paying closer attention and my kids were in high school. So yeah, I was just going to ask
0: you, I don't want to interrupt you, but you, so your kids, these are high school age kids. So how, how old are your kids?
2: High school age. Now I have a college, um, one is in college, but at the time they were in the 10th and 12th grade. Okay. So, yeah. um,
0: and so you saw this, um, and, and a lot of parents, so you saw this basically coming through when there were being um, online schooling during the pandemic, you would, they would kind of be home all the time and you would just hear certain things coming out of the computer and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on?
2: Right. Yeah. They were home for the entire year. Our school system shut down for the entire year and did uh, home. You know, they were online only. So I started hearing these things. And because of what I do and I'm constantly speaking out because my children were old enough, they would actually sometimes say, "Ma, come here, you know, and bring my attention to what was actually being said through the computer. Mm And I just thought, wow. And I began to kind of think back to when people were saying, oh, it's been in the school system for a long time. I began to think back. Now, my kids went to charter school, which to me is a lot better than public schools. Right. To charter schools, K through eighth grade. And I even remember some instances in K through eighth grade that I did not agree with, that I remember posting about online, but I never really knew that this was an actual curriculum or a doctrine that was being pushed through the schools until this past year.
0: And just to be clear about what charter schools are, and and correct me if I'm wrong, um, charter schools are privately, um, they're basically private schools in public school um, buildings, correct? So they're privately funded and they're privately managed or whatever, but they're housed in public school buildings, correct?
2: No, They're not always housed in public school buildings, at least not here. They have freestanding buildings that they built specifically for uh, the right. schools. Yeah. Right.
0: And some people there, I was reading this book um Thomas Sowell has this really terrific book uh, called Charter Schools and their Enemies yes. uh, Amy and it let me it helped me to understand um the the argument between charter schools and public schools, but also to understand like how deeply 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 um in trouble our public school system really is and I would wager to think that your kids didn't see um even 10 percent of this stuff in the charter schools that they would have seen in the public school system from K through A.
2: Right. And I'm so grateful about that, because when I reached out to the principal of my oldest daughter, my 12th grader, and I because they were having Black Lives Matter week. hmm. Asked, what in the world is Black Lives Matter week? And the teacher was telling me they had to incorporate activities around that. And I was just thinking, what in the world? You know,
0: and they had to incorporate. So the teacher was telling you they had to incorporate. They had to incorporate activities. Uh, who was giving these directives?
2: From my understanding, it came straight from um, whoever does the curriculum for Black Lives Matter Week. But schools can opt into it or not right now. They can choose not to do it. So like one of my, they they went to two different high schools because one was in the early college program. Yeah. School was not participating in Black Lives Matter Week. But my 12th grader, Her school was and which was the same one that I heard having to do a whole activity surrounded by make your uh, what would you say to a black woman? Because those are the most oppressed. And, you know, they did an activity about that. And it's so
0: crazy to me. Like, it's just so crazy to me that Black Lives Matter is such an explicitly political movement. It is explicitly political at this point. And it's crazy to me that there would be public school settings that would have a, a Black Lives Matter week and it embedded that stuff into the curriculum. Like that's, mm-hmm. that to me is outrageous.
2: Yes, it it is. And I found out after I reached out that this was the second year that that school participated. So the first year I was clueless about it because they were in school. So I only found out about it because they were home and I got to hear it firsthand. And this was the second year they had done it. And it seems that they intend to continue doing it.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I think a lot of people don't understand. And I, um, you know, me, you, like a lot of the black conservatives, like um, a lot of our messaging really harps on the public school system, because I don't think that a lot of people realize um, the amount of stuff that that is being pushed to these people within the system. Um, If you go on Twitter, there's a website, Libs of TikTok, and they always have these videos of just like the craziest leftists you can possibly see. But a Mm. lot of these people will claim that they are, you know, they're public school teachers and they're teaching kids about, um, you know, queer heroes and, um, you know, BLM and and all of this other stuff. And it's really, and it sounds like hyperbole, Um, But these are really turning into just like these leftist indoctrination centers. Now, how did you raise your kids politically or if there wasn't um, a political sign to how you raised them? Just what did you raise them to believe?
2: So it's so funny because I always say, like, I never knew that I was more conservative. And I actually started out, I think, being more black power, you know, like, oh, I probably had that mindset that we were oppressed because I always voted Democrat because that's what my family did. That's Mm -hmm. what the church said to do. And so I do think I had this idea that we were oppressed in, in a sense. I remember my daughter doing a project where they had to create their own world. Like, how would you make the world perfect? And her project was saying she would make the world perfect by having, Um, just black people. And she did this whole, you know, project where she made a universe. It was red, black, and green. She had a Barbie doll that we took our own hair and you know, put on the Barbie doll after we cut our straight hair off. And so I that was she was in elementary school at that time. So by the time she had, you know, they got into high school. I was starting to think differently. Like, wait a minute, this is silly. You know, we live in a three hundred thousand dollar house with two Mercedes and a Cadillac in the driveway. We're right. not pressed, you know. Right. And so, and I- let me. Um,
0: so I'm going to cut you off right there. So we're going to go to break. And, um, guys, problematic Shamika's going to finish the story right on the other side of this break. All right, Problematics, we are back. Uh, We are talking about um, critical race theory and race nonsense in the public school system. Shamika was telling a story right before we broke. So I just want you to continue on. Sorry to to cut you off.
2: Oh, it's okay. And so I realized that we're not oppressed. And so I just began to think the people around me saying this type of foolishness. I don't agree with. And so I started just talking about things that I thought were common sense. And I noticed that who flocked to my message were conservatives. And I'm yeah. thinking, what is going on here? Yeah. I'm saying what makes sense. And that's when I realized that I was more conservative. So I think my children have pretty much been raised that they aren't victims. Thankfully, yeah. I When they were young enough for me to kind of change and not have them be the young people that are out here throwing bricks through windows, because, no, we had a very good life and we can really do anything we want to do if we put our minds to it.
0: And look, I, you know, I'll tell you something. Um, I was not raised, you know, very wealthy at all. Like I was raised very much working class in Akron, Ohio. And even back in my day in, in you know, my junior high and high school and all that stuff, we just did not get these messages like that. I don't remember ever getting these messages when I was in junior high and ju- in, in high school. We learned about black history. We learned mm-hmm. about slavery. You know, we watched Roots, you know, we right. did he knew who all the black heroes were, all that stuff. But but it was always in this mode of just like empowerment, like see how far you've come and where you are. And arguably, mm-hmm. um, you know, look, at, black Americans do better and are more empowered every single year. There are more black uh, millionaires right now than there have been at any point in history. So that's why this messaging to me is so damaging. And And I want to ask you, do you think the Democrats know what they're doing by pushing
2: this? For sure, I do, simply because the Democrats to me have always been an enemy to black people, even if you go back to looking at what they did with welfare and wanting to replace the black father in the home with the check. I think that it's been designed to, number one, first, destroy the black family, which will then destroy the black community. So I think they know very well what they're doing because they've been doing it for so long. It's kind of hard to believe that they don't see it. You know, now it it feels very intentional.
0: Yeah. And it feels it feels intentional, but it also feels bigger and bigger every year, the the BLM movement and all these riots and stuff like that. I can just never remember just things just didn't used to be like this. Right. And and we're the um, America did not used to be this fraught with racial tension just Constant racial tension. We're just getting out of the Rittenhouse trial, which was somehow made into um, another referendum on race in America when it was about, you know, one white guy shooting and killing two other white guys. I don't know what that had to do with black people. And I, and I said that as well. Um, And and so we're getting to this place, I think, in this media culture and what we are pushing to our young people. I think that it is extremely damaging. And I, I wanted to ask you, I mean, this is going back to the mother's perspective and going back to your experiences with your kids. They're obviously, you know, they were in high school learning the BLM stuff. Did they get any pushback from their classmates? For you, like not being woke enough or you think you're this or just because you did not raise them to feel oppressed?
2: So a lot of times I think they were more afraid to speak out. So sometimes they would, they would share stuff on their social media, but that was the conversation that I had with the teacher because I felt like you're having these types of discussions in class. You're giving them grades on how they feel about certain things. And my children are afraid of being penalized for having a different view when it comes to their grades. So um, that was part of the discussion. A lot of them would say, you know, Oh, your mom is a Trump supporter because you know it was very well known that Yeah. Oh, I was very outspoken about that. But they didn't lose friends behind it, but a lot of people would kind of give them the side eye and just say, you know, mm, you know, I can't believe you feel like that. Or I didn't know you were a conservative, but nobody ever really came at them because I've been in this city my entire life. So I think people kind of know better. Like, yeah, we may not agree, but <laughs> we're not going to go with so
0: said, She said they know better. Um, right. So let me ask you about this. And this is something some news that just popped up. So, Stacey Abrams mm-hmm. is running for governor of Georgia again. Um, obviously, we're going to see uh, a lot in that campaign about how racist Republicans are, and about how you just got to put, you know, a black person in charge because black people help the Democrats. It's the same song and dance. What do you think about Stacey Abrams running again? And do you think that that messaging from the left is ever going to run out of steam? Like, do you think that people are just going to start? Black Americans are just going to start waking up and just like saying we've had enough, and in numbers that are big enough to swing elections.
2: You know, I'm I try to be optimistic and hope that black people are gonna get sick of hearing it, but I do think that there are still so many that are just, you know, they're controlled by emotion. And so I do think the Democrats will continue to use that because it works. You know, why not continue to use it because it works? And I feel like Republicans don't speak up or speak out enough. I feel like they sometimes say, well, if I don't address, it'll go away. And I think by now you should see it's not going to go away. You need Mm -hmm. to head-on and we need to be a lot more aggressive and a lot more outspoken about things that just simply don't make sense like the whole idea that Republicans are racist or that everything is about race is ridiculous and I'm just wondering why people aren't tired like I would be tired by now if I lived my entire life feeling like I couldn't get ahead because the white man has his foot on my neck
0: Let me tell you something I got tired. Uh, I, you know, I used to be a liberal, like I used to be on the left. and, And when you listen to all of that stuff, it just informs the way that you see the world. It it really does. And I I don't think enough people talk about this stuff. And when I finally just got, I left the left and, you know, didn't jump from one thing to another. Like, I'm I'm obviously I'm never going to vote for a Democrat again in my life. uh, Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to co-sign everything that Republicans do, because sometimes there's just a lot of very silly, unforced errors that, you know, my problematics know I call out a lot. But when I took my my life into my own hands and when I said, look, I've never denied the existence of racism in the world. It is a thing. I see it a lot. It doesn't matter how much money you make, whatever. I see it all the time. It right. is just not going to stop my hustle. It's not going to stop my bags. It's just not going to color the way I see the world. And it just makes me a more, like just a happier person. I was very... Right and I know, you know, black liberals are like, I know people on the left. Um, there's an undercurrent of anger in everything. And it's just this anger and just this resentment, um, that, that really, uh, precludes you from doing better in life,
2: I think. Right. And, you know, people get upset with me because I'm not angry, you know, it yeah. is, I, f- I found it kind of funny or strange because I'm like I just didn't have these experiences. I don't know if it was because I grew up in a black neighborhood, went to an all black church. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a white person in school until I was in high school. Yeah, so, um, we had five white people my ninth through twelfth grade year, and then I went to an HBCU. So. I didn't have a lot of interactions and what I did have, they were mostly positive. Like I have this whole white people are out to get me, hate me type of experience in my life. I just didn't. And even when I got wrapped up in it, it was from being around people that were, you know, I'm black and I'm proud. Black power, black, 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 black.
1: Yeah.
2: And even because it came from a real place, you know, it was just me going along with the get along gang, you know, just saying what they were saying. And so people get angry because I'm not this person that just hates white people. I don't have a reason to. That's my experience.
0: Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that we say so much as black people it, it's all about, you know, just, you know, don't judge us until you know us, like don't prejudge based on whatever. And then we just turn around and a, a lot of people, particularly these black liberals, they turn around and do these same things to white <laughs> people that they do not want them to do to us. And it's just like mm-hmm. two wrongs don't make a right. And I, I think that for me personally, I, personally I'm surprised you didn't get radicalized at the HBCU because those, I mean, <laughs> it, it it is just as far left as you could possibly be. But um, right. me, just being around black and and there's these not rumors but there's this um idea that i sort of have come from money and come from wealth and I'm some trust fund kid and i was born a multimillion that could not be um further from the truth i am completely 100% self made first person in my family to go to college any of that stuff and so i see the world a different way i just you know i can just never believe that anybody's evil based on the color of their skin or because of what their ancestors did or whatever. It's just ridiculous to me.
2: Right. I totally agree. Um, I was going to say too, you know, I wasn't allowed to do that as a child. And that's Mm -hmm. the things that I can appreciate with my mother. I'm a product of rape. So my mother was raped at 14. I was born when she was 15 and I never had an excuse to not be great so when people come to me with these excuses you know and saying hey it's systemic racism and it's a product of slavery and i'm thinking well then i should have that same story right for mm-hmm. me it should be systemic racism and i'm if anybody i would have the the excuses but i was never given that uh You know, way out to just have an excuse for everything. So I don't give that to my children, which is why I'm so adamant about it not being taught in schools. Because if you continue to hear something over and over again, you're going to believe it. So if you are constantly told you're less than, you're oppressed, you're a victim, you're going to believe that, and that's going to become your excuse to not be successful. That's not helpful for anyone. So I don't even understand why more parents are not jumping on the bandwagon to say, I don't want my child feeling like from the very beginning because of the color of your skin, you can't do anything. That's crazy.
0: Uh, it is crazy. And look, I, I think that we're going to see a lot more uh, black parents hopping on this bandwagon um, come next year leading into these elections. All right. Thank you so much Shamika, for joining me in the problematics. Tell them where they can find you, what you're doing, how they can uh, find you on social.
2: Well, I am a contributor for Blaze Media. I do Fearless with Jason Whitlock a few times a week. He's on every night, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. on YouTube. But of course, you can download the the podcast or subscribe to Blaze TV. That's how you can find me. But if you go to ShamikaMichelle.com, find me there. You can find me anywhere.
0: All right, Shamika, thanks so much for joining the Problematics. I know they're going to love you. Thank you. Before we go, I want to thank my fellow problematics so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at RobSmithOnline. Special thanks to our producer, Robert Borowski, and executive producers, Debbie Myers, and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Part of the Gingrich 360 Network.